Ugh, I love Jenny Kane. At this very moment, I'm feeling so comfy and cozy as I'm practically getting a hug from my Jenny Kane crop cashmere cocoon cardigan. I am enjoying this sweater so much that I've been living in it all spring long. And with Mother's Day just around the corner, this is a feeling you can gift all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life by giving them the gift of Jenny Kane. Along with bringing you this episode, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed so super easy. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Jenny Kane means luxurious cashmere sweaters, iconic accessories, elevated versions of your everyday basics, plus the most incredible home essentials. For a limited time, Birthful listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code BIRTHFUL15 to get 15% off and support the show. Jenny Kane is known for their quintessential sweaters, with their cotton collection providing you with the perfect everyday pieces as the days get warmer. But they also have gorgeous sundresses in a variety of silhouettes for any occasion and spectacular sandals to go along with them. Find the perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring go-tos at JennyKane.com. Birthful listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code BIRTHFUL15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code BIRTHFUL15. Get yourself and the mothers in your life the gift of Jenny Kane. Pregnancy and postpartum are some of the most nutritionally demanding times of your life, which makes sense because you're basically acting as your baby's pantry while pregnant or nursing. That's why the quality of your prenatal supplements is so vitally important. Hands down, the one I recommend is needed, so I'm thrilled to say that if you use the code BIRTHFUL at thisisneeded.com, you can get 20% off your first month of needed products. Needed is the number one nutrition brand recommended and used by me and over 4,000 practitioners, from nutritionists to midwives, functional medicine doctors, and OBGYNs. Needed is for anyone trying to conceive, pregnant, postpartum, and really, this is goodness you can use even before and beyond the perinatal years. Along with prenatals, Needed offers premium supplements for every stage, from egg quality support to a lactation support plan, a stress and sleep support plan, and a gut health plan. In fact, I've had clients rave about Needed's pre- and probiotic formula, saying how much better it made them feel compared to their usual probiotics. And to me, Needed's hydration support packets, which only have ingredients you can pronounce, are a must in any doula or hospital bag. Also, Needed's prenatal multi is available in capsules and easy-to-take vanilla powder for those with nausea or pill fatigue. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. 
Welcome to the Breathful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're talking about the transition into fatherhood. Since they're not growing a baby inside their bodies, it usually takes a bit longer for partners and fathers-to-be to realize the magnitude of changes coming their way. So what are some ways to prepare for becoming a dad, connect with your kids, and show up in a way you can be proud of? Ja Moan Alexander has answers. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros and new parents to inform your intuition. Hello, mighty parents and parents-to-be. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode of Birthful and for all the love you give the show. I truly, deeply appreciate it. All right. So since this coming Sunday is Father's Day in the U.S., in Canada, and in the U.K., and a large part of the rest of the world, frankly, sorry, Australia, I wanted to honor the fathers, partners, and father figures out there by talking about the transition into fatherhood. My guest for this is Job Moan Alexander, who is the coordinator for Healthy Baby Network in Rochester, New York. And it's a local resource that I wanted to showcase, but also they are launching a new 24-7 dad program that's starting June 25th. And because of COVID realities, they are doing it via Zoom. So that means that this six-week program is accessible to everyone, not just to those fathers and father figures in Rochester, New York. The registration for this program, though, is open until June 18th. So hurry up if you want to join. Go do it like right now. Do make sure that you also check the show notes for this episode for a wonderful list of resources, including the mental health support resources for dads from Postpartum Support International. All right, let's get to it. Welcome, Jamon. I am so happy to have you here on the show. Can you tell us, before we jump into, you know, the transition to fatherhood, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I'm, I'm honored um, to even, you know, just to be discussing myself, my experience, my professionalism, you know, um, and as well as what I do for my community. So thank you for having me. So as a native Rochesterian growing up in the city, West Side, um, I've always been one of those guys that have been a people person. So I think it was fitting for me to be in the role that I'm in currently. I'm a product of the city school district. I graduated from East High School. I obtained my uh, associate's degree from Alfred State and my bachelor's and master's uh, from Buffalo. Coming back to Rochester, um, educated and motivated, allowed me to pursue different opportunities within the community as I think it's Villa of Hope now, but when I was working for St. Joseph's Villa, um, you know, I was a social worker, I was a care coordinator, and in lieu of all that, I always found time to volunteer and, and give back to the community, volunteering as a pop born a football coach, volunteering as a youth basketball coach, and, and just put myself in, in position to support others um, as they grow. I never had the opportunity to have that, so I understand the void. So it, it's even motivated me even more to kind of be that pillar in the community that I always, you know, vision myself. So in a nutshell, I'm just an everyday guy just doing everyday things for, you know, my, the city that I love. But making a big change, doing it and modeling behavior for generations coming, you know, all around you. So um, and now you work with the Healthy Baby Network, correct? Correct. 
Yes. What is your what did you do with the Healthy Baby Network? Before I before I start, I want to definitely um, shed some light on individuals who have been doing this work, but not on the surface, really been doing it kind of underground. So Healthy Baby Network, with their exclusive experience in, in, in supporting mothers and babies, you know, it just made sense for them to kind of focus on the fathers because wholeheartedly you need everybody on board if you want to support healthy lives and their youngsters. So my role is the fatherhood coordinator. And basically the, the, the whole gambit of, you know, what, what I do is try to support fathers becoming better fathers. And, you know, as a father, we're, we have different barriers and a few of the barriers are just unknown barriers. And what I mean by that is just, you know, you just don't know. So it's good to have someone like myself and, uh, there are also there is also um, a community health uh, worker by the name of Aubrey Shetfield, who is also an experienced dad. So having individuals from the community who who've actually been through trials and tribulations with fatherhood, it just supports the program because it it just gives that authentic feel. The purpose is just to basically support our fathers being able to co-parent and to being able to exist. In their in their youth's life immediately, and what that what that looks like, you know yeah. what I mean, and being able to support. And I find that for better or for worse, worse, we tend to focus more on the birthing person and their experience and the pregnancy and giving birth, and and the fathers or the father figures, partners are not an afterthought because you're not you're not an afterthought, but there's always the more internally lived experience of the birthing person that we just kind of gravitates towards. But then we talk about the transition into motherhood, but we don't focus so much into transition into fatherhood. And I think it's really important to give it a spotlight because the dads, the dad figures, you guys are in charge of supporting and holding space for that birthing person and that little baby and all the other kids. You, you've got to hold it all together. So what do people need to know about that transition into fatherhood? Well, honestly, you know, one key component for the transition is that, you know, you can't be a father without being a man first. And what that means is that just understanding the, the level of responsibility the level of accountability and the level of patience. And going back to what you said, there's no support, there's no coaching, there's no hands-on training for the dad. The dad is just there. And what we're trying to do now, we're trying to shed light on not just standing still. You know, even though typically history tells us that the moms um, become a mom when they when they're when they know that they're pregnant and the dads traditionally become dads when a baby is born. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to break down that barrier of, no, you you become a dad when mom announces that she's pregnant just as well as she becomes a mom. So what does that look like? How do we support that process? And, you know, what does it mean? And just supporting it on a just a communication level, number one, just understanding, just asking questions, you guys doing things together instead of, you know, her just researching, you guys should be researching. So for the father, there can be some understanding of, you know what, this is making sense. I, I am, I'm understanding. So when the nine months, when the nine months come to pass and the baby is born, there's a success for, for everyone. 
all three, you know, or all two, if you're having twins or, you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. So, but there's a success because the baby is learning as well. So instead of just traditionally, like I said, the mom and the baby, they're adjusting, the father adjusts as well. So when the, when the baby is born, there's a, there's a high level of accomplishment and success because everyone was in it together. You know, um, I just remember going to a couple of Lamaze classes and I'm like, I'm just a coach and I'm just a breathing coach. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's unique um, because of the, you know, the mortality rate, you know, is, is, is high with uh, moms going into delivery and moms not making it through and the babies are still being born. So, you know, you, we really, as fathers, we really want to step up on that and um, to support and educate ourselves. And there's so many um, things around uh, fathers being more involved. And we just want to shed light on that because as you said uh, in, in the beginning, it's, it's, it's not the traditional focus. So as technology, as we, we joked about the technology and how fancy and savvy it is, us as fathers, we have to become fancy and savvy of how we support ourselves and educate ourselves to become better fathers. And you mentioned that, you know, you were just a breathing coach, but what I know, <laughs> you're not, you know, way more than that, but, but also that for birth to flow, like in that moment, we're talking about specifically a birth, right? So for birth to flow, the person giving birth needs to feel safe, supported, and loved. And mm -hmm. that as a breathing coat, you are providing that, holding that space and that connection so mm -hmm. that, so, so breathing is super important <laughs> in birth right. for sure. And it's not just being a coach. You're being, you're, you're being that rock, right? That I've got you saying to her, to, to your, to the person giving birth, I've got you and I have mm -hmm. your back and you can just trust me and yeah. do your birthing thing, right? Let yep. hormones flow and all of that. So, but you mentioned communication and starting early on during pregnancy. And that is so true. The The person who's pregnant feels the baby moving inside them. There's it naturally that connection becomes, is easier to identify and to start building it. Um, so what are some ways you mentioned communication and, and getting involved in being in going to the appointments or maybe reading the books? What are some other ways that that fathers can get more invested and connecting with baby in the process and, and, and owning that role, starting starting to transition into that um, role of a father as early as possible? I think for fathers the fathers that I, I've spoken with and, and, and I've met with, I think just the, the being able to ask questions, just ask about the unknown and being able to, to have a sanctuary to where they can feel supported in asking questions. And I think that's why this fatherhood program is so essential because if you think about moms, moms can go, you know, a couple places, and it become they make sanctuaries. It could be someone's home. It could be you know the doctor's office. You know, it, it's there's so many uh, different venues that mothers um, support other mothers, and because of just the instant connection. And I just think that if, if we as fathers we start to do that and support that, that can open up different doors 
and, and, and with a level of understanding uh, and a different type of commitment because you're being supported by a more experienced father. And once again, that's something that we don't have. So I think for me, the biggest barrier that is, is that, that we can kind of tackle is just that, that high level of support. And I would want to say, too, on the back end of, of that high level of support and just being able to have an outlet, I would say, too, going back to, to, to the communication thing, just a to-do list, you know, um, between the mom and the expecting mom and an expecting dad, a to-do list. And that to-do list can, can be as simple as something as, OK, you know, we want to do this together. So, you know, you guys are kind of doing things together because it is a partnership. And I think sometimes we get away from that. Obviously, the mom goes through so much more um, with the child, with the child being in her body. But at the same time, it's still a partnership. So doing things together and, and, and learning together, it will make it will support the relationship. And especially in those non-romantic relationships, it helps um, because you know, we, we have to, the reality of it is, is that the traditional way, you know, babies being born into a family and the family just, you know, stays together. That's not happening these days. Sometimes the parents are not together, but that still shouldn't stop the communication and the supporting the growth of, of the kid. So once again, just building that relationship together, because you really, to conceive the baby, you guys had to work together. So you know what I mean? Just keep that same mindset as you continue. Be consistent with that, working together. Because mm-hmm. they're gonna become they're gonna be some bumps because everybody's an emotional wreck during the <laughs> transition. Everyone, you know, so we you, you know, you just yeah. gotta be <laughs> so you know, true. Yes. And 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 this and I can laugh about it now. I mean, but you know, when you're in when you're in that 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 pressure point and you're you know as for the guy you're just you're just looking sometimes the guy getting upset we have to be able to say hey listen she's going through a transition her body is going through a transition the level of understanding and the empathy has to be it has to be there for the fathers and and sometimes you know not saying something is saying something sometimes it's okay just to listen you know as fathers and I'm as a rookie father if 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 uh, my son's mom said, "Well, you're not doing this," I would say, "Well, no, no, no," you know, and not understanding. So once again, just having that that experience and understanding how I can support and what's what's the difference between positive support, negative support. You know, there is a difference, and we don't. Once again, we don't. The unknown. Well, you don't know. You just don't know. And having that going back to that sanctuary and that outlet of just having experienced father say hey no this is what this is what you should have been doing here or may I suggest that you know I know I didn't have it I know my co-worker didn't have it and, I, and I'm, I'm I know I'm speaking for a high percentage um, of the fathers they just didn't have that you know what I mean so I think we're changed the changing of the guards it is going to be a monumental movement uh, of dads because you have some great guys that are out here that just want to want to be a father, but they just don't have the opportunity or they don't even know how to commit to being a father. You know what I mean? So it is so, so needed and so needed. And one of the things as, as you were talking that come came up for me, which I, I had on my notes for us to talk about is that mental health part. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive deep into that. We'll be right back. 
And we are back talking with Damon about the transition into fatherhood. And so, you know, when you talked about the first things that that dad figures have to do is before becoming a father, you need to become a man first. And that brought to me and the idea also you were tying it in with that it's not a matter like you got to show up, right? You have to participate. You have to make it a partnership. But. I think it's really important on how you approach that partnership and how you show up. And it's not showing up from, well, I have to or somebody's me making me show up, but rather because I want to. And that requires a different a mental approach into this whole process. What do you guys do in the program or what are your what are some suggestions you would have for people in terms of how to sit with that shift so that it's authentic? I think for, you know, right now with one of the curriculum key points, you know, uh, just the honesty, I think the honesty of, of just, I'm, I'm, I'm a new, I'm a new father. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to do the very best I can, but I'm going to need your support as well because I'm I'm new at this too. That is so, when someone comes to you and, 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 they're, and they're honest about, you know, where they're at because they want to be better for you, that says a lot. And I think having the courage to do that, number one, is, is very key, knowing that it's going to be reciprocated, you know, and I think from what we get from a lot of our dads is that they may feel that that makes them less of a man if they are honest with the partner. And I, I just feel the key point to kind of go back to kind of answer your question, that key point that just sparks up, uh, makes my mind just go, you know, like a light bulb, is just like that that key honesty, just, just saying, you know, this is where I'm at and, and, and this is where I'm trying to go. And like you said, the mothers are going through what they're what they're going through. They don't want to feel like it's a this is another job, you know. So is is the approach is everything and goes back to that communication piece goes back to that working together piece and it's just the being very honest with first of all yourself because if you're not honest with yourself you can't be honest with nobody else so you have to be honest with yourself first you have to say to yourself that listen hey i want to do this i want to own it you know how can i be great you know and you go into with that mindset and as for a lot of my dads they are they are athletes and so it's easy to use that motivation. And I say to them, you know, for, you know, a basketball player, how did you, you know, perfect shooting the basketball? And and they will say, well, you know, I worked at it. And I say, it's the same thing with parenthood. It's the same, same thing with parenting. It's the same thing with support. You work at it. No, you're not going to come out and be the Michael Jordan of fathers if you don't put your mind to it and work at it. Use that concept. And it's like I said, it's it's all about verbiage. I'm not saying that, you know, women can't use sports analysis too, but it, it, it use, it's, it's such a smooth transition when, when you can talk to a father and, and they're able to relate to you using sports. So that motivation that you had to be a better athlete is the same motivation you should have to be a better father. You should actually have more motivation and more grit and, 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 and determination fleet because you, you have an opportunity to show the world a mini version of you and then support that growth. And I think it's the concept and the embrace of it for a lot of fathers, they may be looked at, 
as soft they may be looked at, you know, because, you know, speaking for some of the guys, we sometimes we, we fall into line of caring about what others think and how others view us. And at a time of a, of a super blessing like that, you you can only support yourself and the people that are under you. So just being, you know, honest with yourself so you can be honest with your partner and, and, and just really take it from there. Mm. And I love that because it also, parenthood gives you the opportunity to really re-examine everything about you because everything's changing. So it's this great opportunity to become very intentionally, you know, decide who you want to become. Um, and then the opportunity to touch in with your feelings, which is something that culturally we tend to la not do so much, and especially for men, you know, or, or men figures, male figures, where the, you know, you have traditional old thinking of men don't cry, or uh, the, after a certain point, boys, there, there gets to be a point where culturally it's not okay for to have touch, to have contact, to have hugs, to have kisses. Like there's a diminish in contact and touch, which is, is comfort and care, right? Um, culturally, there's that distancing. So having to overcome that hurdle required to tune in with your feelings and think these feelings are okay and it's okay to, for me to feel all the things I'm feeling and it's okay for me to feel even inadequate that I don't know what I'm doing but guess what you know the mom feels the same way <laughs> exactly 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 and how how awesome is it that that psyche if, if the dad's the same psyche that the mom has in they're they're okay hey listen to you know yesterday I was happy but today I'm 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 emotional I'm crying and it's okay and, and for the dad to understand, hey, my man, it's okay for you too. It's an emotional process for you too, my man. And I think the comfort in leading up to the delivery, you know, for the father, you know, the fathers have to understand that, listen, you guys are going to go through changes just as well. It's not for you to just stand on the side and just watch everyone support the mom. No. You got to get in there because you're a part of this transition too. And I think one of the one of the things that I, I get from the fathers that I, I talk to is just understanding that they're a part of the transition. Some of them did just feel like they wasn't even a part of it, and I'm like, no, you, oh, this is this is your child too. Like you guys are sharing a child. Like she's not, she's she is not. She's taking the lead on birthing the child. Of course she is, but there's there you're still a part of the process point blank period you know she's the star player because she's carrying that that bundle of joy so we got to support her you know by any means necessary and i think too the level of maturity has to be high because there's gonna, there's going to be some things. this is not a perfect there's no such thing as a perfect nine months like your nine months may be different from my nine months and you know everybody's different but i think you know speaking for the father the mature father understands that you know she may Say some things that she don't mean she may be frustrated but we still have to I, I i like to use the term don't understand overstand mm. overstand the fact that you know she's going through her body is changing you know overstand that and really really grasp that concept and you and once again when you have the mature approach and going back to like i said you have to be a man first there's no way you can be be a father without being a man first because that level of maturity is different 
the understanding is different and having that knowledge of self and then that wisdom and that understanding to go with it, it just flows. Mm. Well, and it, it reminds me of things that I've heard in the past. It, it, it's the same for the birthing person is you can't continue being a child if you were feeling, you know, more immature. You can't mm -hmm. continue doing that because that is now the position, the role and the label of your child. So you've right. got to step out of that. That's no longer yours. Um, and we tend to focus quite a bit on postpartum mood disorders for for new moms and birthing parents and overlook the fact that either parent can experience postpartum depression or other mood disorders. Um, and I'm sure you touch upon this in the program, but what are some ways that that dads can check in with themselves and be mindful and understand that postpartum depression or other mood disorders is something that they're at risk for as well. How can they be mindful of their mental health? This is where the education comes in. The willing to learn method, as I, you know, I call it. And, and when you have the ability to want to learn, you know, that automatically sets you up to be better. So just the education, um, Charles Johnson, I don't know if you're familiar with Charles Johnson. He's been sharing his story um, about becoming a new dad and, and he's out of, I want to say he's out of LA. Right. And he works closely with March of March for moms, right? Yes. Yes. So in that story, there's the education piece to it. And I think we as dads, just going back to, that whole sanctuary piece, you know, we have to understand that, you know, this, what we do and how we support ourselves, you know, with these nine months is, is the, the outcome is, is heavy. If we get into, you know, some dads, you know, they're so stressed that they turn to um, drinking, they may do other things, self-medicate and, you know, at that point in time, yeah, that's, that may be fine, but how is that supporting you your growth for the nine months. And I think, you know, um, traditionally going back, just traditionally and, you know, moms do, they ask more questions. They, you know, I'm not feeling this. Can you feel this? You know, the baby kicks here, the baby, you know what I mean? And I think that's a way of segue in for the fathers to come, become a part of that transition and supporting and understanding, listen, hey, I'm going through some, through some things too. You know, what, you know, what can I do to, to support this where I'm at at this level, you know, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, just answering your question, I just think that we just, we as dad, we, dads, we need to educate ourselves, you know, be open and honest and, you know, really communicate what's going on with us. And, and I think that will support that, that mental health piece of just holding it in, number one, feeling as if, you know, our feelings don't matter. And one, a couple of dads have said, mentioned that, you know, I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, my, my feelings don't matter anyway, so it don't matter if I say something or not. And the thing about it is how long I answer that, you know, what, you know, we can't look at it like that. We got to look at it, you know, we're building ourselves up so our child can benefit from, from a super dad. Can't just build the mom up and have the child benefit from a super mom. You, you want to build yourself up and have the child benefit from a super dad, too. And two is always better than one. So we, we, we definitely want to kind of kind of beat that into the, 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 the brains of our dads and and just say, hey, th this is, this can work. You you don't have to, you know, if you guys go to, to say, you know, just outlook, going to the gym together, you know, not just dad going to the gym, the mom going to the gym, you guys doing different things together within the gym 
The mom may just be in the pool doing water, uh, water aerobics. You know, the dad may be running a track or you guys can walk the track together. You know, doing things together to support that process, man, it, it just makes the, the, the relationship so much more healthy. And the vibes, you think the baby doesn't, the baby doesn't feel those, those great vibes? Man, the baby is in the, in the belly just going crazy. Like, you know, you know, they feel that love. They feel that love. Oh yeah, and once they once they come out, they feel it too because they have immature nervous systems, right? And you there are you part go. of you are part of their nervous system. If you're getting hyped up, they attach to that, and then they you don't have a calm you baby. Go. You got to calm yourself to calm your baby. There you go. I mean, it's like you it's like you're over here reading my mind because that's exactly how I was going to end it, you know, oh, that right there. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. That's it's good that we're on the same. We're, we're thinking alike. And that's good because that at the end of the day, ultimately, that's what it's about. The vibes, man. I mean, it's, it's unexplainable. And you as a mom, you, you know, exactly. What I mean. just, and that's why, you know, just having relaxing music, you know, the body, the, the, the baby, the baby feels that, you know, the same thing with, with that partnership of, of, of parenting and you know just they that those babies they feel that love they feel that love and it is and if people are looking for like well how do they feel that love like there's there's many ways they feel that love but if you want to get more a very one of the ways they feel that love is the the birthing person the mom is feeling your love she's feeling supported so she's calmer and her body is in a better state of health mm -hmm. that is the environment that baby is in so that's just one of the ways because i i think there's also like the our our aura and energetic fields are wide and we affect each other we know it when we walk into a room and people are angry or somebody's angry walks into a room everybody feels it so exactly right exactly. There, we know there's that let's take another break and we'll be right back diaper rash it can be a truly uncomfortable experience for a baby. And so I find that one of the biggest conundrums when diapering is figuring out what diaper cream to use. So many options are thick and goopy, making them hard to apply and hard to wipe off. But I can personally say that this is not the case for Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant that is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, designed as a breathable formula to help maintain an optimal skin barrier while allowing the healing to occur. This butt balm was developed by a mom who is also a doctor, hence the name Dr. Mom Butt Balm, when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash and she wasn't about to settle. So she created Dr. Mom Butt Balm to go on smooth and be easy to remove while also being gentle on your baby's delicate skin. With Dr. Mom Butt Balm, you can say goodbye to excessive wiping to clean your little one's already chafed skin. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is so soft and goes on so smooth that you'll only need a small amount instead of having to layer on a thick goop. Plus, it has a lovely minty scent. Learn more about Dr. Mom Butt Balm at DrMomButtBalm.com That's DrMomButtBalm.com or look for it at Amazon.com. 
With Mother's Day coming up fast, are you looking to get your mom, grandma, or mother figure a gift that they'll actually love? You know, something that is treasured instead of dying out or collecting dust? If so, you need to know about mylifeinabook.com, which is a service that helps turn their life stories into a beautiful book that can be passed down. How amazing is that? And the process couldn't be easier. Basically, if they can use email, they can create their book. Every week, My Life in a Book will send them an email with a prompt question to get them started. And if they don't like the question, they can easily edit it or change it. We gave a My Life in a Book to a family member that always wants to document all family get-togethers through images. And let me tell you, the process of sending the gift was super simple, even letting us choose the date we wanted the gift to be sent. I'm so looking forward to discovering stories about her youth, her adventures, and the challenges she has overcome. And since My Life in a Book lets you add an image with each answer, she can now share the story that goes along with her many photos. Another great thing is that the answers can be edited at any time before the book is printed, in case she wants to add anything else. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use the code BIRTHFUL at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 10% off today. And we are back talking about the transition into fatherhood. And I'm really happy that you brought up Charles Johnson um, because I have heard him speak before. I know that in the... Um, the summit, the Black Summit, uh, that the the Healthy Baby Network put on last year, um, that yep. he was supposed to come to speak as well and wasn't able to. He sent a video; it was great. But I've heard his story also um, through the work that he's been doing with the March of Moms. But I think it's important for us to tie it into the you how you've said that dads need to ask questions and be involved and really get in there and and to ask questions you've got to have some understanding or be unafraid right to ask questions because there's no stupid questions i find in a process that is completely new to you there can't be mm -hmm. right you just mm -hmm. don't know and that's okay but we need to really stress the importance at, of partners to ask questions during all the appointments and getting involved because we know that the u.s has some dismal maternity mortality rates right and and but also piggybacking on that and making it even worse is if you are black you have a three to four times higher chance of dying in childbirth right right um and that was his story that he mm -hmm. he created an organization and i just looked it up in the break it's uh for kira mm -hmm. for kira johnson yeah which is his wife who yep. died in childbirth. Yes. Um, yes. And we know that that black moms especially are not being heard when they are sharing what they're going through. They're being dismissed. So it's extra important for dads to be more vocal and be that advocate. And I think that's what he set the tone, even for myself. And, I, and the thing about me, and I also um, at my... Uh, my uh, co-worker Aubrey uh, Shetfield into it. And the thing about us, which was which is very unique, 
we are willing to learn. There's, you know, even with facilitating the 24-7 uh, dad curriculum, we're the facilitators, we're the teachers, but we're we're in this together. We're learning also because you you there's there's no such thing as is you know I'm the best father. You you're you always you always have room to become a better father. Not to say that you cannot acknowledge yourself, but my thing is and my thought process as you know um, as I as I move forward in this in in different levels of of, of fatherhood, you know, because there is different levels. There's the there's the, the the baby level, then there's the adolescent, then there's the, the preteen, then the teen, you know, and and I'm kind of in that that preteen teen. I got an 18 year old and a 12 year old, so it's just like you know, my 12 year old thinks he's the 18 year old, but sometimes my 18 year old wants me to treat him like he's mm-hmm. a 12 year old. So it's just all this is all over the place. So what? And I say I say that to say it's it's a magnificent journey. I, I'm I am loving it like McDonald's. I, I'm, I'm in awe because I just watch them grow and they and they have their their personalities are different, but they they I see myself in them. So, you know, just going back on, on the Charles Johnson thing, being an advocate and being that voice that, you know, and you understand that, listen, hey, I'm grasping knowledge. I'm, I'm learning. And I think going that confidence and the more, you know, the more you show and then the more you glow. And it's all, and it's, it's like a ripple effect. You know what I mean? Now, I'm, now because I know I'm confident in, in what I can show, I'm confident. And it's just like, you know, I am the like analogy king, you know, because I, I, I know everyone has a different, a different style of learning. So I want to be able to, to make sure everybody understands what I'm saying. So it's just no different than you going into the weight room and you, and you starting off and you're like at, in the little commercials that they say, okay, day one and then day 20. And you see how your body has has changed, has has the 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 definition of your body has changed. You're you're becoming more muscular. It's the same thing with parenthood. The more you educate yourself, the more you the, the the more confidence you have to educate yourself, you start gaining more. Now you want more. Now you want to learn more because you're confident. You're you're becoming confident and mentally what you know. And it's just that you're just you're just getting your it's weightlifting for the mind. And you're getting your mind stronger. Then once, like I said, once mental, once you're strong mentally, then physically it it catches on, and it just become a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And you get more used to it. It's you're using that muscle, and you get more used yes. to it, and more comfortable. And yep. and I love that that willingness to always learn because it is. There's we're used to in our culture to be goal oriented and destination oriented, but life is and parenthood is really a constant process where, yeah, mine's 15 and she's keeping me on my toes. Um, but I love <laughs> I love that willingness to learn. You have to you continue in this process and. And so much so, I can hear you I, glowing through the through the, <laughs> my uh, my headphones through your mic. I can hear the glow. Um, no, for sure. Um, and I think it's really important for dads also to understand that they can't. The, and, and couples in general, you need to have. You can't. You definitely have to support each other, right? But you can't be each other's only soul resource for support 
because when you're in it and you're exhausted and you're tired and you, you know, it goes back to that communication and mental awareness of are you acting or are you reacting? Are you taking a step back? Um, and where are you, where are your levels of support in the community? And I know that it's so fantastic. And I really thank you guys for setting up a fatherhood program to be of support for the community. But what are other places where new dads can look for that external support? So we have, we, we do a fatherhood collaborative with different agencies, uh, uh, just come, just a few that come to mind in you know, uh, city, city of Rochester, uh, uh, common ground health. Uh, I want to say a few, they're going to, my guys are going to kill me if they find out I didn't represent them. So they're not going to kill you. <laughs> you can send me the list and I'll yeah, put it on the yeah. show notes. We'll link <laughs> yeah, it. So I'll send the list. So, cause it's a, it's a great format and I think it's, it, it, so it's been going on a while and, and, and you know, with, we had a kickoff in January at, at Wilson Foundation on 200 Genesee Street. We had sort of an all-star dad uh, Sunday where, you know, dads just got together and we kind of watched the all-star football game. And we had a panel. We had a, a keynote speaker. So it was, it was it was a great platform. These there's And there's different types of groups um, that fathers can be a part of and fill that void or whatever they're going through, or just want to give back. I think what's great for myself as well as Aubrey is that we have um, a stake in the community. And when I say that, we, we, we give back, the support is endless. And so when I, as a, as a coach for youth football, you know, a lot of times the dads are not there. But what happens is that when they come to the game, so dads are not there doing practice. M- practice moms are tr- traditionally there, or the kid is being dropped off. But game time, everybody's there. So the the my the method to my madness and how I how I move is is I I instantly find you know dad because there's no feeling for a, a kid. I would say you can start playing pop winter football at five years old. There's no feeling for a five year old kid, even all the way up to a 13-year-old kid to, to know that their dad is there. Traditionally, coaches become father figures in a lot of the kids' lives. So I when the dad shows up, I, I challenge the dad on a one-on-one basis. Nothing, I, I, I don't put anyone business out there, but just we have a conversation as men and just saying how better that the player is his son playing because he's there. So just, just that level of just saying, what, I, what I'm doing is I'm welcoming the father back in a space that he may not have really filled all the way up. He probably had one foot in, one foot out. For whatever reasons, you have different reasons. You have the, me and the mom got into it. You know, you know. But see, the, 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 the mature man understands that it ain't about the parent. The common denominator is the kid. You know what I mean? So we have to, once again, using that word, overstand. We have to understand the, the, what it means to that kid to turn around and and just I see dads just come up and tie other another kid's shoe, or they come help practice, and the other child will say, you know, that they'll be like, "Who's that?" And the child goes, "That's my dad." Just the excitement of their dad just being there with them, and you telling me that during game time that kid is not going to show some uh, athletic, you know what I mean, uh, excellence 
just because of the, the support. And then it, it follows, you know, you know, as I use Tiger Woods, you know, how, you know, his dad was there with him with that journey. Um, Venus, Venus and uh, Serena, their dad got them into tennis and how he was there and how it became something that they, that path, they, they walked together and, you know what I mean? Just working and just working. Michael Jordan, another one, his dad is right there. And it's just, when, when your dad is involved in your, in, in your life at that level, it's just different. And it's so crazy as I learned it. It's, it doesn't start when you turn 10 or 11. It starts at that three, four age when you introduce a sport that you love because your child looks up to you. You're like, you, you, you are like a superhero to your child. Mm. And I think if we embrace that role of being a superhero, and I think we, we have to start owning that, you know what I mean? Just in using that for, for support for the kid because ultimately that's where it goes go ahead yeah, i'm sorry yeah no and understanding also that dads mean any everything to parents mean everything to their kids and they are just soaking all interactions in and also lack of interactions so they are get proud and say that's my dad when you know dad is present at the game and tying somebody's shoe they're also internalizing when dad doesn't show up right 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 and it's understanding both ways and i think we talked a little bit like it's it's it tends to be easier for dads to jump in and participate and show up more with a kid um once they're more verbal verbal and active but what Mm -hmm. are some ways that dad can show up and support the the whole family when during those hard weeks and and even months when babies are really itty bitty newborns, and I think that's the creative and the things that's where the creative nature comes in. Um, what are some ways? What 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 are some things that you can do to support that? So I know when I was when I was growing up as a as a young as a young boy, you know, you know, eating together was a a great time to kind of. Um, break bread and fellowship. I know that's kind of a lost art in, in, in these days because everybody's on the go, you know, and everybody has a phone, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's that, it's just eating together. It's just, it's just having that fellowship and that sanctuary, you know, uh, doing things together, old school stuff, playing, playing board games, you know what I mean? Having that night to where, you know, it's all about, just the family, you know, you, you cut off your phones, you, you, it's every, it's, it's all about people that are internal. So you let the external people you know, go because you want to show that, that commitment. And like you said, we don't, we don't want it just to be a one-sided thing to where it's just, you know, when the kid is active, you know, what's, what's, what's going to happen when those tough times come and you want to, I think having those outlets to where you can just say, this is what's going on. This is how my day was. Or when they're just a little, just a little itty baby, like you said, just a little itty baby, you know, playing, you guys playing with the baby together. You know what I mean? You guys just doing stuff together. Once, once again, the, the, we want the baby to, regardless of what our separate lives are, we want to come together to support that baby or babies to grow up in that, that nest of, of, of love. Just being able to have a, a opportunity, um, to, co-parent and support that growth you know 
24-7 around the clock. Sometimes, you know, if you don't, you guys don't live together and the, and the child stays at um, the mom's. Just, just calling the child to speak to the child. Or if the child is, is, is a baby, just coming by and just, and just really just showing that love. You know, the child didn't ask to be here. So the child is not responsible for nothing that we go through as parents. So, so we want to, you know, put that aside and we want to support. And there's the mature thing, going back to that maturity for, for men, for fathers. We have to be mature enough because sometimes we hold on to a grudge. The grudge happened in, two, in 1997 and it's 2020. We still <laughs> holding on to the grudge. Yeah, you know, because well, why? what's going on with you guys? You know, and I'm just telling stories. I'm just sharing stories, mm-hmm. you know. You know, yeah, well, back in 1997, she was out. And I'm just looking at the father like, are you, did you just say 1997? Come on. Like, you know what I mean? But the, 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 the level of it, and, and when you say it like that in the manner the, the reality of it is it becomes amusing because you kind of putting it out there like that. So when you, when you, when you challenge dads and this is the unique thing about great men who ultimately become great fathers, when you challenge them to be better, the competitive drive of that just, it goes into, it goes into a different level because now they're like, you know, he, he right. And they laugh. I'm like, you really had a grudge over 20 years ago and this is why there's a barrier here come on yeah you're putting up a mirror and showing them you know just look at yourself for a second there you go just look at like really look <laughs> is this what you want to look like <laughs> right? exactly exactly you know i'm 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 reality based so i'm just like that's this is how i speak to my dad i'm like what type of peanut butter and jelly stuff is this man come on <laughs> and they laugh and they you know they laugh you know give them give them a moment and and then we come back to it. There's the re- there's the reflecting, you know what I mean? You know, it, listen, it's okay. Number one thing, showing that empathy. It is okay to sometimes feel like a jerk, feel like man, a, a, a bonehead that you know you couldn't get it right. But now that you understand the way you were, now you have an opportunity to change it. It is never too late to change your outlook on your life. And I say that, like I said, in my and I apply my own life. And that's, I think this is what makes me successful in the field that I'm in because I'm not afraid to apply my own life and my trials and tribulations to what I do. It just makes me a more sharper professional. And, you know, and I apply, you know, I, I didn't have a great relationship with my dad at all. But as a, as a, as a man of two boys, I... I'm still a role model. And I have to say to myself, what I have to show my, my, my sons that there's no grudges. So regardless if I get a response from my, from my dad on Father's Day or not, I, I provide him with a card. And it's not for anyone but myself because I can't say that I'm ultimately a better man if I still have loose ends that I have to tackle. And one of them being that I have a grudge with my dad. Then no, then I'm not the best man that I could be. And once again, just having that wholehearted knowledge of self and being honest with yourself, because that really, it frees you up. It frees your mind. And you, you'll be amazed at how the mind starts working freely because that barrier is one less barrier clouding, clouding your judgment up in the left side of your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it provides some clarity and then you can fill that space with something positive there you and, go. and something future focused. There um, you go. Yeah. And because you're talking about modeling behavior 
for your children, for future generation, and you are the father of two sons, what, under the realities that we're living right now, what do you want to say to dads of son, you know, dads of boys, especially of black boys under this world that we've we've got going on and this catalysm, almost pivoting point, hopefully, that we're going through? Honestly, you know, be true to who you are and and just stay and stay and stay ready. Stay mentally ready. Um, you will you keep your you keep your kids close. Keep your kids close and don't be afraid. Don't ever be afraid to make a mistake um, or admit to making make making mistakes, you know, for for your kid. That helps the relationship. You know what I mean? You know, because kids, because because if you thinking about growing up and, and with your dad or with your mom, you know, they, they're they're programmed to parents are tr- traditionally programmed to say, OK, you did this wrong. You did this wrong. You know, how many times have you came to your your kid and say, you know what? That was my fault. I, I messed up on that. That's so powerful that I, I think a lot of a, a lot of dads won't understand the level of, of, of love that just shows that the kid has because they, they can admit, and it makes it, it makes it once again, model and behavior. It makes it easier. So it's okay. I'm teaching you. It's okay to say, you know, if you made a mistake, you, you, you know, I made that mistake. It's okay to admit to it. And I think there's so much, so much going on. And it's a lot of learn learned behavior that is coming to the foresight. Um, kids are kids. Kids are going to go, you go to a, a park, a playground right now, I would say from the ages of one to three or whatever, babies, man, they they don't care what color you are. You in that sandbox, you in that sandbox. That's it. What we benefit from is the learned behavior of dividing and, you know, whatever it may be, class, race, whatever, ethnicity, whatever. But the thing about it is we, we, we put different thoughts in our kids' heads and they're watching because we're modeling that behavior. And that, and you know, for me, I every every everyone has you. We give everyone the same respect, the face value respect, and we we want to be. And that's how I live my life, and that's how I expect my kids to live their life. When we come into a room, we say hello to everyone, regardless if we know them or not. That's how. That's this is this is what you do. This is that's how we move. You know what I mean? And 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 I think the the love, the, the unconditional love for for your neighbor, it's been lost. It's, it's lost right now. I mean, this, you know, this 2020 will go down in history, not black history, American history. All history. Yeah. 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 This is, this is going down. So this is, we're at a, you, you're at a, a pivotal moment of, of, of truth to educate yourself and become better. You've had so many people as a, as a, as a culture, they are learning different things about themselves because of the pandemic and coming out even stronger. I mean, we lost a lot of lives. So this is an, ev- an inventory time. This is a check yourself time. Check yourself. Up to this point, man, have you been living the best life that you, you could you could live? And be honest with yourself. It's just you. So you don't, you know what I mean? It's not like you're, you're telling stories to someone else. This is you. Have you been the best person that you can be? You know, and if not, what are the things, what are the steps that you can make to become that, that better person? Or become that better father. So going back into the to the question, just I just feel like just the 
being authentic with yourselves and with your kids is basically what's going through you guys because there's a lot of questions that's going to be asked by you by kids a lot of kids ask me questions you know mr alexander why do people do this and do that and i'm like you know it's just and i said it's just the unknown people are fearful of the unknown you know and it's because it's easy to hate but it's hard to love and when you were growing up it was the exact opposite you know what i mean it was easy to love but you know you liked everyone. The kids in kindergarten, kindergarten class, all the kids like they, they're everybody's fine. Now you go that same kindergarten class and you go, to, you you watch that class grow as they move together. Sixth grade, you've clicked up. You don't like you don't like Jill because how Jill hair looks. You don't like Josh because Josh gets new sneakers every, and Josh thinks he, you know, the, it, it changes. You know, the, the, the growth of it changes. So we just have to really stay on point and stay woke about what's going on here in this society and being able to um, communicate with our kids, checking in with our kids even more. And this is a point where you check in with your child. And you say, hey, is, is, is there anything going on that you need to talk about? Hey, and if there isn't anything right now and you and you have something later, hey, feel free to feel free to ask me because this is an open time where we're all learning. This is new. Nobody has went through this before. So we're learning together. So like I said, it's a great inventory opportunity to just really check yourself to be better. Mm -hmm. And I love the leaving the door open for, you don't have to tell me right now, maybe you don't know right now, but if you think of something mm -hmm. further on and you can even check with itty bitty kids, like the two year old, because they're more on a feelings basis. But if they're acting out extra or if they're, you know, more reactive or having worse sleep, don't forget to check in. They I mean, yep. they might not be able to communicate that great, but they have mental state that you could check in. Yep. And why yep. are why, why something's bothering them? So what can you do? Right. To connect. Yeah. Right. Oh, we could keep talking for hours, but <laughs> here we are. Um, I know you've got the father, the, you've got a program coming on. And now that we've got COVID situation and things are online, it's fantastic because it's not limited to people listening in Rochester. It is open to everybody can join. So tell the listeners, the mighty parents out there about the program you've got um starting in july right yeah it, well no in it, june 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 25th june 25th it starts okay yep 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 so what we got going on is we're rolling out our our 24 7 dad curriculum it's a six week training program one day a week two hours for that one day and we're starting on june 25th we are excited to roll this out this is a this is a segue into the world of, of of fathers who who just want to be better at the at the craft at, at being a father and what it looks like and you have and, and we're talking about all nationalities you know we're coming together and we are representing um a culture of of, of fathers like i said who just who just want to be better so and what and what better time to roll this out you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's just so fitting. So we're excited on our end. It's gonna it's it's gonna happen so fast. It's gonna be here before you know it. But the whole gambit is just to give a, a insight of of different um, thinking strategies or different learning tools, 
different communication uh, skill sets and many different ways to become a better father and providing that sanctuary. Once again, once you graduate, you know, we have a ceremony because there is a graduate and we want you want the dads to feel as though that they have accomplished something because they did. They did. You know what I mean? They learned they learned something new and we want to reward them for taking the time out and learning something new. So we are going to challenge. This is this is a curriculum that you're going to be challenged. You're going to be required to participate because if you don't participate, how do you know the level where you're at? You know, as a father that you've, you've gotten better. So we 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 are open. This is free to the public to fathers or, or father figures but this is this is a, this is the beginning of something that is going to be you know monumental and we we have plans uh down the road and there's two curriculums so there's an am 24 7 dad am and there's a 24 7 dad pm so right now we're just we're going to roll out the am curriculum and like i said it's six weeks it's uh six weeks one day a week um i think it's a thursday um, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And we, we're just we're so excited to, you know, provide this program to the community um, and, and it being Zoom, as you indicated, it's, it's really you have the luxury of, you know, you can be in Buffalo. You can sign up in Buffalo. You can be in Syracuse. You can be in Boston and, and still be a part because of the Zoom. How great is that? Mm. You know what I mean? So. It's so great. And considering that there are so few resources for dads and, and, and dad figures out there to help them prepare for the transition of fatherhood and to show up and, and that give themselves space for that introspection that it requires to first be honest with themselves and that you are making them accountable for the work um, and then recognizing them for the work done. I think this is, I am super excited and I thank you because I think this is a fantastic program and I, I'm happy to showcase it. And if people want to sign up, where do they go to do that? They can uh, email me or, or... Uh, Aubrey Shetfield. So I'm at I'm Jamone Jamone at healthy dash baby dot net. Um, or it's Aubrey, and that's a u a u b r e uh, e y at healthy dash baby dot net. And or they can give us a call, and I'm at extension two one four, and that number being five four six four nine three four nine three zero. Again, extension two fourteen. If you're interested, register by Thursday uh, June eighteenth. Um, because we, we will close registration after that, after that Thursday, after the 18th, the closing, uh, closing business day. So get to it like immediately, people. Yes, you got to yes. do it right get, now get or else it. you're going to have to wait for the next one. And You're going to have to wait for the next one. But it's cool if it, I know everybody thinks people have things going on and it's, you know, we, we're, we're, we're kind of embarking onto a new movement with this uh, phase, with these different phases. So people probably may want to get out. I don't know. So that's fine. But. We, we got it. We got another curriculum. We'll be rolling out another curriculum in the fall and we'll have another six weeks, uh, six week crew that, you know, you can you can definitely um, participate in. So it's never it's never too late. If you did miss this first, if you missed the first train. Don't worry about it. Another one's coming, coming down the turnpike. And I'll also put the information for the 20. 20- for seven dad curriculum online so that if you happen to miss this one you can jump on uh you know another one provided by a different community but on zoom you know who knows when your baby's due date is so you gotta get on it right 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 yeah exactly 
Thank you so much, Jamon, for doing this today. And I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day on Sunday. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. And happy belated Mother's Day to you. But it's Mother's Day every day, but I'll salute you accordingly. Mighty ones, find the in-depth show notes for this episode at birthful.com, where you can also learn more about me, the show, send me messages and more. This episode was produced by me and made possible by you. The title song for this podcast is Vive Ace by Kevin McLeod, and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Sabrisky. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. And finally, here is what Ja Moan had for breakfast. So I don't really uh, do breakfast as, as much as I do lunch, but I had uh, I just had a plain bagel um, and, a, and a few uh, few strawberries. I'm Adriana Lozada, talking to maternity pros and new parents to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so very much for listening. This episode is copyright 2020 by Adriana Lozada.